What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts, Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome back. Folks, week six in the books, on to week seven. Fantastic week for our Pittsburgh Steelers and Treff's Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Lock of the week was pretty good for Shreff and I, not so good for Jack, although he did steal that uh, sneaky little Thursday night football pick last week with the Commanders minus one. That was it the was pick up. we made fun of, too. <laughs> we did make fun of it, and he didn't know he was going to be making it until he did. It was kind of a spontaneous decision, but sometimes it's the lucky need in, this, uh, in the sports betting world. Bailey Zappi makes Shreff happy. Um, with a decisive cover over the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I did pretty well as well. Actually, I did really well. My I picked under in the Eagles-Cowboys game of under 42.5, and, and it was 43. So we were just there. Um, and it's stuff like that that uh, makes us wonder, is sports scripted sometimes? Because how does Vegas know that? How do they know it was going to be 43 points? A little suspicious going on there. I don't know. Anyway, we're back, folks. Um Week seven is quickly approaching here, um, and we're ready to talk some more football. We have a a little bit of a mock trade segment, if you will. We're just going to pick a couple guys and send out some hypothetical offers and kind of discuss that in, in the middle portion of the show, um, as well as Sportsbook Donation of the Week at the end. But, as always, let's hear about the Eagles from Shreff. They beat the Dallas Cowboys, what was it, 26-17, right? Uh, I, I believe think. that is correct, yes. So tell us about um, your Sunday night viewing experience and how you're feeling as of today. We really need to rename this segment because there's no more rants, really. There isn't. Th- this, one, this one's a little more loaded with some, uh, it, it, it's some, some good, some bad. I, it's, a nice little, uh, it's a nice little mix here. Word of the day, rivalry. It was a rivalry game, boys. Come on now. It was Back one of the, like, Eagles got out to that early lead, but like it, it doesn't matter. Like the rosters, I understand, like it's Cooper Rush, whatever. But like, no matter those rosters, it's very rare to have a game that isn't going to end up being a little, a little close, a little chippy at the end. So we got, we got everything we were looking for. Um, to start off, this game quickly went from like the best moment of my life, like considering everything that had happened in the weekend, like leading up to this too, and then it got very scary uh, later on in the game. 
Uh, both sides of the ball had some very high highs, but also some very low lows throughout the night. So let's let's hop right in here. Um, Jalen Hurts, I would say fine, good performance, not great. 15 and 25, 155 yards, two touchdowns, added 27 on the ground. Made some good throws when he needed to. Nothing crazy. Like it was a lot of a lot of quick throws. Um, that's obviously due to the Cowboys D line and just the defense in general getting to him quick. Uh, mix that in with, you know, a couple bad ones, a few off the top of my head that probably could have been picked off. Not great, but also considering the Dallas defense, it's about what I how I expected it to go. Um, still efficient and obviously still won the game, so can't complain too much about that. Uh, AJ Brown uh, continues to just kind of show how having like a true number one receiver like is just so valuable, uh, especially with the way that offenses are running right now. Five catches, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's, I mean, in my opinion, completely lived up to this contract and also the trade compensation that the Eagles gave up. It, it he's uh, he stepped right in, and it seems like he's been here for a while. So it's been very good to see so far. And Devontae had a sneaky, nice little game, um, 44 yards and a touchdown himself. Obviously, Brown being there has opened up a lot for him. And this, uh, it, it's just a very fun duo to watch on a week-to-week basis. Like, even if they are really leaning in on the run, um, they're still there and there's still a reason why the run game is working because you still have to account for those guys. Um, next up, Mr. Miles Sanders. Um, I'm always on the other side of paying running backs. He is going to make it very uh, difficult for the Eagles to make that decision at the end of the season if he keeps doing what he's doing. Um, not like the craziest stat line, seventy-one yards and a, and a touchdown. But if you're watching that full game, you, he just he looks way different than he's looked the last couple of years. Just explosive, uh, breaking tackles, like outrunning guys. It's it, he's looked really good so far this year. Um, and obviously the the O line helps with that a lot. But he's been awesome. Um, and then the complaint that I am going to make is uh, the offense in second half. And it's kind of been a defensive problem as well, where both sides of the ball, it seems like they've we've had a few of these games so far where they get out to these early leads and, you know, you go into halftime, you're like, oh, this game's over. And they come out in the second half and it, they just look, it. it's not, I wouldn't say that they're playing conservative, but it seems like they come out and try to do the same thing that they did in the first half seems like their, their halftime adjustments at the moment maybe aren't the best. Because, I mean, you can definitely see it with the offense. It, it seems like they're trying to run the same plays, and you can tell that Dallas kind of started to sniff it out in the second half side of that fourth-quarter drive where they were able to take a lot of time off the clock. But uh, And then on defense, too, you saw Cooper Rush almost get into like a little bit of a groove in the third quarter, and the running game was was rolling for them, too. So it it seems like from that end it's more of a, it's more of a halftime adjustment issue more than anything. So in the bye weeks coming up, so I'm excited for that because I think it's a good time for them to kind of sit back and look at some things, see what's been uh, maybe like hurting them in the second half of games, but hopefully that'll get figured out. Then uh, last thing, just to shout out some defensive guys, uh, Slay and Bradbury are, are both playing at like Pro Bowl, if not all pro level right now, just like absolute nails in the secondary. And it seems like CJ Gardner Johnson is uh, starting to really settle into his role. Two picks. Uh, had a really uh, has had some really good interviews lately talking about how like coming into this locker room has kind of helped him uh, tone it down a little bit when it comes to the way that he that he plays. I mean that was kind of big question mark and maybe one of the reasons why he was traded in the first place was just because of maybe his antics on the field and apparently like being you know a little bit of like a, a me 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 guy maybe. 
but it seems like based on what he's been saying and the way he's been playing as well, it seems like he's kind of bought into this team already, which is really cool to see because, I mean, he's, what, 24, 25, something like that? Like yeah, a, I think 25. A perfect piece to add in at this point. Um, and the, one def- the other defensive complaint I'll make, uh, Jordan Davis needs to get on the field more. Um, in this Dallas game, it was very apparent. I know that he is like a one, as of now, kind of a one-tool you know, rush, run, run defense, D tackle. But there were so many obvious running situations where he wasn't on, where he wasn't on the field, especially with Dallas, who like they were their whole offense. I mean, it wasn't much, but what they were getting was on the run, or was on the ground the entire game. So just, I feel like situational awareness from the coaching staff maybe needs to be a little bit better. But I know that was a long rant, no matter what. Not really a rant, but talk. No matter what, division win, always good. Bye weeks coming at a perfect time, and uh, I mean, based on the run game alone in this defense, they're they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the year. So I'm excited. Still, I have a few comments. Mm. Uh, I'll go in backwards order of how you talked. Um, in regard to Jordan Davis, I I just curious. I should have been paying more attention. I guess what like what's Fletcher Cox's like playing time like usage like is he like still every in every down defensive tackle is he subbed in and out for jordan davis like do you are you aware of like what's going on there because i'm just curious if because i don't know it's it's a good thing but also sometimes a bad thing in this davis situation they've been very like flexible with everyone like okay I don't. None of their D tackles are playing like ever, near every snap. If I'm not mistaken, Cox okay. is in and out, and then you have Davis, Hargrave. Hargrave. Hargrave's been in honestly. Maybe I, I wouldn't say the most, but like it seems like a lot. I of think the he's been in a lot. Yes, been, from what I've which read. I'm not mad about. He's awesome. Um, it's uh-huh. a good problem to have. Like I said, and then even I don't. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but I'm assuming that they've probably they probably moved Brandon Graham inside a decent amount as well. Okay. Um, so they're kind of all over the place. So like I said, it's a good problem to have, but when like when someone like Jordan Davis, and I, I actually forgot at the moment, I believe uh, yards per carry with him in the game is two yards less than when he's not in the game at the moment. Wow, so there, there's a, there's a legitimate, like clear sign that like he's doing what he's supposed to do. I'm just hoping that they maybe let him do it more, but it's a very minor complaint considering they're six and oh, so. Okay. Uh, second comment um, regards to Miles Sanders. Uh, he's been playing well for sure, but I still don't think he falls into the. It's a tricky argument paying running backs or not, and I don't think Borderline he falls into the, into the category of that you definitely pay. Still, I still think that you can replace, you can draft that enough talent to replace his production. If he were to be gone next season, what dollar range would you be comfortable with the Eagles re-signing him to at this point? I know we still have over half the season left to play out, but what if you could put a dollar range on it, what do you think would be fair and what you want the Eagles to do? Mitchell, you can also chime in if you have an opinion as well. That's a great yeah, question. It is a good question. I, I've always been on the side of not paying running backs. Right. Kyle Schrober has hit a monster home run. Um Anyways, oh, I'm behind. It's uh, gonna happen. In a second. I my concern wouldn't necessarily be with the dollar amount. It would be with the years. I think 
Okay. Um, you can just give a contract in general years too. It's kind of what I'm thinking. I if they if they are going to re-sign him because I mean he's he's certainly earning a contract whether it's with them or with a different team. Sure. But I would love like I would not be opposed if they could somehow get him on like a two or a three year deal. Maybe at like a I'm trying to think what a good I would want to pay him. Hmm. I think like a do you think like an eight mil a year, seven, eight mil a year? Um as someone who is not in favor of paying running backs, then I would yeah, I would sign up for that. I feel like he's gonna want more. He's gonna want more, and that's the and that that that's and where I, my I was, problem comes in because I'd really just it, there's so many good ones that you can get just all over right. the place. In my head, I was thinking ten to twelve, so like eleven years. Yeah. Or sorry, eleven year deal, eleven million dollar deal. Eleven mil. But um, do, you, do you agree with the years parks? I I feel like a lot of these running backs are trying to get like those four or five year deals, and it's just tough to do. It is tough to do. Like, yeah, you should sign ideally sign a running back to. I mean, like a two year deal, and just like make it all guaranteed. Yeah, because that's really what's what's what they care about a lot—the guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell, what do you think? Are we think we're all, way off in your opinion, or what? Can you repeat what you said? Shreff said seven, eight. What did you say? I said ten to. T- he's gonna. I feel like he'll garner ten to twelve, so maybe like eleven. Okay, I would pay him between. I would feel comfortable paying him between eight to ten. So pretty much right in between you guys. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'd get ten. Um, for about three years, I was just I was just looking while I was you guys were talking there. Uh, I was looking up the running back like salaries ranked of how they are right now to kind of get a better um, perspective and like context based on what other running backs are making. And I came across: Is there? Do you guys think there's a better value at the running back position right now than Austin Eckler making six million dollars a year? <laughs> Definitely not. I'll name some running. I'll name all the running backs making more than him right now: Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke. Zeke's making fifteen million dollars, and Eckler's making six million dollars. Well um, double, almost triple. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones. Uh, so you can pretty much have Aaron Jones is twelve million. You have Austin Eckler at half the price of Aaron Jones, who's really kind of underperforming right now. Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley. James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and here's the best one. Naheem Hines is making more than him, too. Maybe more than who? Austin Eckler. And Eckler. How is Naheem Hines making that much money? He's making $6.2 million. Because yeah. he... Did he sign a contract? Because he was a rookie... He was drafted in 2019, I believe, as like a fourth... I could be wrong, a fourth or third round pick? I think he's 20... Uh, I, th- I believe he was 2018. Uh, so he did. He he signed a small deal, I guess, this offseason. Okay. Yeah. Um, so right, right underneath uh, Eckler too is Edmonds, who's ugh. Edmonds yeah, and Eckler making the same. Now. Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, and Cordell Patterson, and then Gus Edwards. So like he's right in that range. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, like what a great what a great contract. Locked him up yeah. at like the perfect time, I guess. Exactly. So. Anyway, we just got on a little bit of a tangent there. Um, like you had a third question, or, right? Oh, did you have a third question? Or Sanders. Question? Were you still talking about Sanders, Mitchell? No, no, no. I'm, I'm done. I was just gonna. I was gonna say thank you, Devonta Smith, for um, you know, scored getting in the end zone after I traded for you in fantasy. So, 
Um, my third comment, it's a comment. Um, it's nothing, it's not a new comment. You shouldn't be surprised by this comment. But I hate the Eagles so much. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I found myself rooting for the Eagles to lose at times more than I do the Steelers to win. And <laughs> you can call this is this is going to be like such a boomer take. But, like, I hate Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I just don't like him. I think I just, I guess it's probably just my disdain towards the Eagles. I just, fi- I just found his comment post game like on the field this classless i don't know i guess i i i sound like such a boomer right now and i don't care i just i just had great distaste for it will the philly stop hitting the ball all right good let's call it (laughs) it was almost out sure if we can't hear you you can't hear me now no that's better yeah cool okay slightly okay might have okay um I, oh, I yeah. The comments after the game seemed uh, uh, definitely excessive. Um, what what provoked it? Anything? I, just, I, I, I think it was just the fight on the it was a little, little, little skirmish on the field that he just like maybe, maybe took offense to. Could have been whatever, but either way, like it, it it is that was a little much. But I mean, I think with him, it, he's one of the, he. Wait, you're cutting it out. Uh, am I not close enough? Yeah, every time you I don't know if that's it. There, I guess every uh, time you just adjust it back, you can hear it clearly. The start, like that uh, sentence over again. Sorry, this is unfortunate. Uh, I, I think with Sirianni, he's just you can tell he's very involved with the entire locker room, and it seems like he seems like he he treats himself as like one of them almost in in a weird way. Um, it mm-hmm. it definitely it seems like it goes over the top uh, sometimes for sure, but. I mean, as someone, I, I think he's one of those guys where if he's your coach, you love him, and if he's not, maybe you don't like him too much. So I think That's it's one fair. of those situations. That's definitely fair, and I also kind of feel like I was thinking this last night. I, I, I just feel like he's just uh, being a chameleon to try to fit into like the Philadelphia culture of being like oh, he's oh he col- panders colorful for sure. like that. Definitely yeah, panders. so I, 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 I don't see that as. Because remember when he he first started at Philly, he wasn't this like, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call him a, a rah rah, or if you call him that now, but just like a a stern like someone who uses a lot of who speaks vulgarly and like aggressive like someone from Philly would. He was like, like that a, weirdo Midwestern goofball, right? And now like I, I don't even know, I don't even he's from the Midwest. I just he's just transformed himself to immerse as he's been immersiated into this Philly culture which i hate so that's why well, i i do also I wonder though like i wonder if it maybe just took him a little bit of time to get like comfortable because like the other part yeah. that i think about is like do you remember like i mean that first interview he had everyone was like making fun of him and like it, it, looking back on it, it seems like he might have just been a little nervous like, i don't it, i i think i think if anything he was i mean coming from not really having any spotlight on him whatsoever in indianapolis then he gets filling all of a sudden all the lights are on him it's probably a, a big transition but I, I do feel like i mean obviously like the 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 philly like the philly pumping up is like really not genuine but i think a lot of what he does and a lot of what he says is is genuine well kenny's gonna end your perfect season in two weeks so good luck <laughs> 
with that. Yes. And I, uh, if anyone was going to do it, if anyone was going to do it, I would want it to be him. I will be going to this game. Oh. That's awesome. I wanted yeah. to go, but the upper upper level tickets are like three hundred and fifty dollars. So Crazy. I'm gonna pass. Oh really? Jesus. Yes. But I I am most likely going to be there. And like I kind of well, we could just talk about it later because it'll be going on a tangent, but like I kind of almost like don't want to be there because I know how it's probably gonna play out and I'm just gonna <laughs> I am just plant and planting myself into that environment, and I'm gonna. I don't know. I, could it? You know, it could be the best day of your life, or it could be the worst day of your life. There's not really an in between on that one. Yeah, and but like percent chance, it'll it's like ninety seven percent the worst, three percent the best. You're an underdog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. underdog to have a good time for sure. Hey, no pain, no gain. True. I guess. All yeah. right. That's a good transition to the Steelers. It is. Great transition. Fantastic win. Gritty win. Gritty. Um, That's Pittsburgh, baby. Yeah. Uh, I I envisioned this happening. I took the Steelers uh, against the spread, and um, I also did another parlay. I didn't quite have the balls to take us money line in that parlay. I did alt it to Steelers plus three, though, for that other one. Um but yeah, I mean, we won it with really good defense, surprisingly. I mean, we had so many injuries, especially in the secondary. And somehow these guys really stepped up and they really made the Bucks look how they have been the whole year, pretty much, which is sluggish and just like nothing going on on the offensive side of the ball. And we, you know, unbiased fan would say, you know, I if they were ever going to break out of this offensive slump, probably going to be against a defense that just got shredded the previous week and has even more injuries than it did the previous week. But that was like literally not the case whatsoever. Um, and I thought this game might be done for when Kenny was out, but Mitch really stepped up to the plate. I mean, he did everything that he that you could have asked for out of him. And I mean, it's all culminated with that one final throw where we need one more conversion. He threw it right on the sideline to Claypool. It was a beautiful throw. Um, Jack, I don't know if you, if Shref saw it, but if you could maybe send that in the group chat uh, here, Trubisky's throw. You remember that one angle I sent the other day? It was just beautiful the way it looked. And um, yeah, Mitch did everything you could have asked for and more, really. I mean, I, I, I really think that he played really well i'm glad that he did um and i'm glad he was ready to go and maybe he's still a little upset but i think he if he is he used that motivation to uh to play really well in the second half so i'm really happy we're probably going to be looking like we'll see him next week on sunday night football against the dolphins so we're going to need him to carry that momentum forward and stay in the mix because i don't know the dolphins don't look as sharp as they did the the first three weeks of the season. Um, I know Tua should be back, but this is, it's not like this is an impossible game to win. Um, and, you know, we've got to continue momentum going forward. And I'm just really glad how he stood up and the defense stepped up. Um, those are pretty general notes, but Jack, what do you have to say? Uh, agreed to piggyback off your Trubisky comment. I think the main reason, and 
in his post game press conference, he got a couple questions about this, and I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I feel like him just kind of being in, thrown into that situation, he didn't really have much time to overthink stuff. I mean, that that was, in my opinion, noticeably his issue for the weeks he started, that he would panic a lot, panic his way into sacks and just bad throws. Um, I feel like he just kind of played like uh, a little more freely. I guess there's like less pressure on him now that he's a backup. Um, which I like a lot, and uh, he handled everything very well. Um, played honest, I mean, objectively, he played near perfect. His passer rating in the second half when he played was like 144, I believe. Um, connecting with Claypool on several clutch uh drives, converted like a third and 11 and a third and 15 when we needed. Um, so great game out of the two of them, and the main reason why the Steelers won now, I'm not. Some I haven't bought into into uh, this narrative. I guess you could say the whole off season or the latter half of the off season. Uh, I it's gonna sound funny, but I legitimately think the Steelers won on Sunday because Tom Brady went to Robert Kraft's wedding. I he went to the wedding on Friday night. Uh, he was not present at the at the Bucks final walkthrough on Saturday. Uh and he flew to Pittsburgh separately from the team from I guess it was a New England wedding. And uh I think that really had an effect on on Brady. I mean Mitchell said this is the perfect get right game for an offense that has been struggling. Um finally has had both their now has like their two top receivers and Godwin and Evans back for a couple weeks. Um, and to get right against a defense that has struggled and is very depleted. We had our a guy in the practice squad who was just elevated and thrown into a starting role. Our whole secondary, minus Edmonds, who was there, who Edmonds missed last week too. So just a lot of discontinuity in the Steelers' secondary and backups. And Brady went like 10 of, 10 of 21 in the first half. He looked very bad in the first half, just missing routine throws, not attacking down the field. Um, and it cost them. He fi- he kind of picked it up at the end, but the Bucks just seem a little bit in in disarray as an entire entirety. Um, not really just Brady, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't think I I mean I know he's uh, it's Brady. I guess he gets like I guess he definitely gets like special treatment, but. I don't know. I I I guess you can't always just play the oh it's Brady card. He gets a pass. Like you gotta be at the walkthrough, um, and like then you can't be playing bad the next day and then chew out your offensive lineman on national television cursing them out on a hot mic on Fox. Like that's just not a good look and not good for team morale. I imagine. Like Belichick, I'm sure was invited to the craft wedding and I'm declined because he has a job to do. I don't know. So that's that's my thoughts on that. I would one of them is so funny if one of the offensive linemen just really just like got in his face and just like it would him like it f off on the sideline. Yeah, there's no way because he's Tom Brady. But I mean, I think that's I the know. problem is that it's it, it it's created a very bad dynamic where he can just do that, and I'm assuming right. most of these guys are like, well, I'm not going to respond because he knows he knows best, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean. I similar to you. I didn't really, I, I didn't 
believe in the narrative that they were going to show rust. Um, cause I have the, I had the bucks winning the super bowl. So I really didn't, I really didn't, you know, buy into that, but, uh, you have to ponder how much that the strain of his personal life is really bleeding into, uh, the shortcomings of the buck so far. So it's, uh, it's really rearing its ugly head so far. And, uh, yeah, they missed another opportunity to pick up a win that should have been easy. They were favored by eight points um, on the road. So, should have won this game if you were them. They play... Oh, okay, they play the, they play the Panthers again this week. So, again, if they don't win that game, I mean, they are really in trouble then. You gotta hit the panic button for sure. It's like um, the Rams drop a game to the Falcons where the game they should have won, theoretically, then they get right against the Panthers. It's a... It's an undefeated formula. The Rams? That was last... Two weeks ago, they lost the... Fa- no, sorry, they not didn't. the Falcons. Who they lose to? They lost the Cowboys. 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 Sorry. And then get right game against the Panthers. Yeah, my mistake. Right. Um, so, yeah. Anything else in the Steelers before we move on to these mock trades? Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think Kenny... Probably just miss one game and be back against the Eagles. So hopefully that's yeah. the case and everything. Uh, you know, there's no long term effects to this. So I hope, like, I know I said nothing else, but I was thinking about it earlier. Just if he misses this game, which it kind of seems likely. I mean, I, I mean, there's nothing. I'm not saying force him in there. It's concussion. You got to treat that right. But just for putting on the uh, the Kenny development scope. Uh, just his first three starts are against the uh, Bills, Bucks, Eagles. Like that's that's just three. That's just tough and it's just kind of broken up. I don't love it, but I still think Kenny can can deal with the uh, kind of the choppiness of it. But it's so yeah, it's not ideal. But we'll just have to roll the punches, and I believe he'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. All right, mock trade time. Uh, we each have two or three guys that we're going to bring up here. Uh, any volunteers? Like, who wants to go first? I can if you guys, you know, you go want something. Take it. All right. First guy I have here on the docket is Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, trade rumors are swirling around this Panthers organization. We may be talking about, you know, two or three of these guys here. Um, but none other than Chris McCaffrey, who is 26 years old. Um, and you know, the Panthers are entertaining offers for him. Um, so I've been looking into a little bit about this. You initially think like, is his contract is going to be an issue, um, here. However, I did read an article that he restructured his contract to where it's only a $1 million cap hit this year. That seems kind of Hard to believe, but I gonna I think that's true. If I read it, I think my source is good. Um, I don't know how they did that, but from my understanding, I don't think the financials should really inhibit many teams from uh, in, uh, acquiring him. It's more so like, will they want to part with the draft capital that they have to be giving up to uh, get him? It's, that's kind of more of the issue. Um, so I don't know how exactly we're going to do this. Uh, 
I have two teams that I want to send offers to. One of those teams, I have two offers. So are we going to like do a little role play situation where you guys are the other GM and we kind of discuss the trade or like, am I going to say it and you guys react? Like, how would you, I, I don't know exactly how you wanted to, this was Jack's uh, segment idea. So uh, if you want, kind of want to, what did you have in, in you mind have, for this? I only have for mine personally, I only have my player, one trade offer to one team, one trade offer to one team for my like two play respective players. If you have, uh, two teams in mind just assign me to be one of the GMs and assign Trev to be another one of the GMs. Okay. So I'm going to remove bias here. So Jack, you're going to be Howie Roseman. Okay. And Trev, you are going to be whoever the GM of the Bills is. Does anyone know? Is it that Bean guy? I believe it is Brandon Bean. Okay. Well, you're going to be the GM of the Bills. That's who you're going to be. All right. So we're going to talk to Mr. Howie first, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, I'm not, hold on. I'm not going to address you first, Mr. Roseman. Sorry. I'm just going to kind of give some background. The reason why I chose the Eagles here, I think it makes sense. The Eagles have two first round picks um, this year. They have their own and they have the Saints. Um, So I think it just makes sense. And they're going to be gearing up for, obviously, a playoff run here, barring anything completely unexpected. Um, So I thought it was a good landing spot for McCaffrey. Um, So, Howie, hope you're doing well today. Um, And I have an offer for you for Christian McCaffrey. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Not this again. Shref, I don't know if you were on the episode. <laughs> no, but I, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> were you on that episode? I don't know if I was on it, but I, it, even if I wasn't, I remember hearing it. Jack just has voices for the GMs. Yeah, okay. All right. So, uh, well, yeah, glad you're doing well tonight, uh, Mr. Roseman. Uh, here's my offer. Here's my offer for my first offer for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, he, so, okay. We give you Christian McCaffrey and our 2023 fifth round pick. And in return, we would like the, not the Saints, but the Eagles 2023 first round pick and the Vikings 2023 seventh round pick. What are your initial thoughts on that one, sir? My initial thoughts? <laughs> it's like a- it's like an Italian accent in there. <laughs> I like the value. I like the value you present to me. Uh, hmm. You know when you when you first when you when I, when I first saw the caller ID and I saw I saw the uh, Mr. Tepper of 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 the uh, of the Carolina Panthers. I was hoping you'd offer me a different player. A player that I believe we'll be talking about later in a couple of minutes. Uh, well, maybe maybe I'll call back, but we're going to be talking about McCaffrey first. But you know, right, in regards to Christian, uh, it's a it's a good value. However, I'm kind of I'm content with our run game uh, with Mr. Hertz and uh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, hmm. Wait, how about this? Sorry to cut you off, Howie. Would you like to hear my second offer? And you can kind of just walk through that and see which one maybe you like better, if perhaps. Is that sure, an idea? I'd like that too. 
Okay, here's my second offer. Um, so we give you Christian McCaffrey, and in return, you give us your 2023 second round pick, Kenneth Gainwell and Cam Jurgens. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, I like that one better. <laughs> okay, that's encouraging. Now, I know I am an NFL GM, and I should be knowledgeable of this, but how many years of control would I have on Mr. Christian if I were to trade for him? <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I I apologize. Sorry. There must be uh must be something in my throat here. Um. So we just signed Christian McCaffrey uh, to a contract extension this year. Um, but as I mentioned previously, I don't know if we were on the phone for this portion yet. You weren't, you weren't, but you weren't. Okay. Just little, let, let me, let me reiterate, and remind you, um, that his cap hit for this year is only 1.03 million. So, uh, I think you this have, year you have the cap hit for the succeeding years for me. That would be. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I lied. The cap hit for this year is actually $8.7 million. Oh. Uh, and then in the subsequent years, it's uh, unfortunately going to be $19 million, $19 million and $15 million. But you would have him under contract uh, for three more additional seasons after uh, this the conclusion of the 22 season. Uh I will accept your second offer. Okay. My reasoning being, now I shouldn't reveal this to the public, but <laughs> I am. Uh, my, my quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he's under his rookie contract for the next few years. So I can't afford to spend a little bit uh, on a running back like Mr. Christian. And... Maybe I could cut him after two years when I have to pay Jalen. Uh, so yeah, I could I could afford to give up a, a second round pick for Mr. Christian. He's a talented running back. Would compliment Miles Sanders very well. And yeah. Awesome. Well, I will send over the paperwork and uh, we will get that situated. Great doing business with you, Mr. Tapper. <laughs> you as well, Howie. Take care. Have a great night. Bye. Oh my gosh, that was a riot. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be a long segment if we keep if it's gonna be hard to get through every single time. Um, well, it looks like Mr. McCaffrey has already been traded to Philadelphia. Um, but let me just say my other offer real quick. I mean, it, it's a done deal. But I will just say my Buffalo offer. I only had one. Uh, and Shref, you could tell me how you'd be feeling about this one if we were to engage in the trade talks, but Buffalo's 23 first and their 23 fifth for McCaffrey and Carolina's 23 fourth. So a first and a fifth for McCaffrey and a fourth. What do you think about that? Now keep in mind, Buffalo in theory should have a later first similar to Philadelphia. That's why I didn't ask for the saints pick. Um, but what were your initial thoughts on just Buffalo entertaining trading for McCaffrey? Uh, I like 
I think they should. I mean, it's uh, it's similar to Mike the to the face. Mike to the face. The face. Mike to the face. Um, similar to the Eagles, where I mean, if you're if you're going win now, then I feel like that's a deal that kind of had like not doesn't have to be made, but like if the Panthers are shopping him, and I feel like like you said, I mean, you're assuming that that first round pick is going to be one of the last like three or four picks of the draft, like at at least. So, or of the first round, at least. Um, yeah, I, I think I would do that. Because, I mean, it's at a point right now where it seems like Singletary's pretty much just taken over the backfield, really. Um, no one else... Yeah, he, did, he did play really well last week. Yeah, no one else is really contributing. So, I mean, it like we, we can we can act like they have three running backs, but they're only really using one right now. So, I, I mean, if you want to add another level to that offense, I think that's a great deal. Okay. All right, there we go. Um... Shref, you can go ahead and go next. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be, well, <laughs> we might as well. Uh, and all of a sudden, this is about, let's say this is like half an hour later, um, <laughs> Mr. Tepper decides to phone Mr. Roseman again. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he almost forgot. He, he, he was about to fall asleep, and he like flew out of bed, and he was like, wait a minute, I forgot to do something. And all of a sudden, Howie Roseman... We can't hear you. Did it just like cut out completely now, Mitchell? Yeah, same with me. Just unplug the mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, as, well, as I was saying, uh, the phone rang for Mr. Roseman. Does he pick up? Are you there, Mr. Roseman? Yes. Is this Mr. Tapper again? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I had, I didn't mean to disturb you like an hour later after already disturbing you. But I, I, I realized I have another trade offer for you. It's okay. I now gladly go. hear it. Are we going to operate, uh, this trade under the under the pretenses that we didn't conduct our previous trade for Mr. McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is an alternate universe here. So, so you have the same assets, and I have the same assets. Go. Exactly right. <laughs> um. So, uh, obviously, uh, you, you know, you have all these offensive weapons, but you know, you have a few defensive weapons as well. Um. And there's one in particular that I that I really had in mind. Um. If I'm not mistaken, I believe, uh, he's due to hit free agency. Um. Unless he is re-signed in the off season. Um. And I would like to hopefully add him to my football team. I know you guys are kind of going through a little bit of a rebuilding phase. Um, so with that being said, I would uh, enjoy uh, receiving Brian Burns. Oh, no, I would enjoy giving you Brian Burns. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm completely backwards right now. Oh, this is bad. Yes, you are Mr. Tappert. I am Mr. Roseman. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. Now, hold like... on. Bob. I do have a question. Uh, no, this is... I, uh... I should also, I should know this because I'm an NFL GM, but I, I am, a, I, of my prior knowledge, I recall that Mr. Burns was selected in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft from Florida State. Now, did you, Mr. Tepper, pick up his fifth year option? Uh, you know what? I'm going back through my files right now as we speak. And it, it appears that they did they you know they did pick up his fifth year option that uh, this did happen. Um, 
Now, I should also know this because I'm an event GM, but if you trade the player under his feet your option, could that be picked up by the next team? Uh, yes, it can. The Steelers did it with Minka Fitzpatrick, I know of. Yes, I believe they would have to do that. And then, or yeah, it, I believe if, uh, if you were going to do that, you would take him. And then um, if you, you would obviously have the option to sign him to a, to a long-term All deal. Right. If you All right. to okay, proceed with your offer. I will proceed. And I, I did just realize, uh, Mr. Roseman, that I didn't even say his name. Um, the, the, the player that I'm referring to is Brian Burns. Oh, you um, did say his name. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Even better. Yeah. Um, this is all over the place. It, his voice is just really throwing me off. Um, so I'm going to offer you, I'm going to, I'll give you Brian. You can have him. Um, in return, I would appreciate your own first round pick. Straight up, no strings attached, just straight up your first round pick for Mr. Brian Burns. This is interesting. Now, do you know of Brian Burns' production this year? It's four uh, sacks. Four, yeah, there you go. Four sacks. And, um, I mean, an another part of it, too, uh, obviously, you know, uh, if you're looking at your defensive line, Fletcher Cox, he he's getting a little old. Brandon Graham also getting a little old. So, you know, you have some good pieces there in, you know, in Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick recently. But if you were, if, if you're looking for a win now move along with, if he contributes, you know, you have a young guy that you could pay some, some good money to keep him around for a while. So I, I really think it's the best of both worlds for you here. He's got production right now and he's young in case you want to keep him around longer. Uh, very true. Very true. I, uh, the, my Eagles are currently seventh in the league in team sacks. I've just looked up on Google and, uh, it couldn't hurt to add another piece to get to the quarterback. You can never have enough pass rushers is what I hear. <laughs> and, uh, I know I've been highly criticized by uh, a young man who's a part of a podcast called Hogline. His name's Jack, who says I'm not very good with my with my draft picks. I don't utilize my draft capital properly in the draft. Uh, yet I I may be proving him wrong with this past draft class, but I digress. Uh, I know Jack would say the less draft picks, Howie Roseman has to make the better. So. I will, I will follow his advice and accept that trade and get the proven commodity in Brian Burns as opposed to taking a shot on a rookie next year. This is going to be a three-hour show. <laughs> All right. I have some good news for you, Mr. Roseman. Uh, you don't even have to, like, you, you could make both of those deals. You didn't give up the first round pick in the Christian McCaffrey trade. So you <laughs> can acquire both you can acquire both McCaffrey and Brian Burns. How do you the feel about that? The issue. The money is the issue. Uh well Brian Brian's still on his rookie contract, so it could work. You're right. You are you are right. Yeah. So congratulations, you did it. You, you, you did it all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you need to cut that out. I hope we don't have any more Eagles scrapes in here. <laughs> My next great offer is going to Mitchell as the GM. I'm not going back to Jack. <laughs> okay, well, guess yeah, whatever. My, My two trades, I might just forego what I had planned is go to the Eagles so I could just talk to myself back and forth. <laughs> oh my gosh.
No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, did you have other team Shreff or no? Uh, no, that was the only one. That was that was my bias pick. Okay. All right, Jack. You're up. You just go. You just go. Um, who should I trade? Well, I, we'll just stick to the Panthers theme. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be Tepper. Hmm. Okay. I guess he doesn't have an impression because you guys didn't follow suit. But that is true. Um, I'm trading DJ Moore because there's a lot of disgruntled fancy owners out there, present self included, who knows how talented DJ Moore is, and knows he's being underutilized in Carolina, partly because they're bad, partly because they're quarterback situation and I'm sure he would like a new change of scenery uh, he got paid big I believe last offseason his contract is 3 years 60 million um, now who wants to be Mr. Gutekunz because I am inquiring to the Packers I'll be him okay Brian how you doing? Hey. It's Teps here. What do you want, Teps? Uh Teps is looking to uh to trade a uh a nice tasty wide receiver who's Oh, I don't like them. I don't like receivers. You I know you don't like drafting receivers, but hate them. I'd play with eleven running backs if I could. Not so fast there, Gudikins, because I may have the solution to your answers. To your questions. You guys are struggling. You're three and three. And you have a quarterback who's uh getting impatient for his second ring. Alright, we have Jordan Love. We'll be fine. I don't know about that. This is the back to back MVP we're talking about here, Aaron Rodgers. You gotta make him happy with a a nice wide receiver, a proven established accomplished wide receiver who's produced in this league for several years. Spit it out, Teps. What, what, you, what you thinking? I have DJ Moore available. And uh, I'm going to keep well, it He's simple. having a great year, isn't he? Well, it's because our quarterback situation. And that's that's on our GM, who is me. But anyway, uh, I'm going to give you DJ Moore, and I want to keep it simple. I just want your first-round pick next year. And... I know you don't like spending first-round picks on wide receivers, but look what happened with uh, your division rival. Traded away. Wide receiver. Division rival. Your division rival. They wear purple. They did a very similar trade for a wide receiver two years ago. Justin Jefferson, they got there. So let's be honest, Steps. DJ Moore is no Justin Jefferson. No, DJ Moore is a Stefan Diggs in this situation, and mm. I think Stefan Diggs, Minnesota Stefan Diggs, is comparable to uh, DJ Moore. I don't see the parallel between this. I don't know how you don't see the parallel. You're not you're not selling me here, Teps. I mean, there's certainly a parallel. Can our independent arbitrator step in? Is our parallel here? 
Parallel. Parallel confirmed. Offer declined. All right, your loss. You'll go. You'll go seven and ten, and Aaron Rodgers will retire, and you'll be stuck with Jordan Love, who I know that you've been critical of. Not Gutekunst talking about Mitchell here. Um, all right. Phone call done. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> that got contentious. <laughs> it was a little too rich for my blood. I didn't like it. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Any other <laughs> offers for DJ Moore? That's it. That's it. That's all I wanted. Okay. Cool. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Um, all right. So now I'm going to move on to my second one. Uh, does anyone know who Brooklyn the... is going to Philly? <laughs> oh man, no, he's not going to Philly. Uh, d- who's the Bears GM? Uh, Ryan Pace, right? It's Ryan. still him. Oh, I yeah, I don't think long. he's gone. I thought it's Ryan Poles now. I don't think Ryan they Pace is still Ryan? there. It's Ryan Poles. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, Ryan Pace got fired. Oh. All right. I'm not doing a voice for Ryan Poles. Because I don't know. I just found out who he is right now. Um, but. You don't who, need to know them to do a voice. Yeah, I know. I, it's probably even better if you don't know them to do a voice. I literally um, had no intention of doing a voice for Harry Roseman until like three seconds prior. It just kind of came out. Right. Um, anyway, who are you trading? Just, oh, it's going to be Roquan Smith. Um, but before I say the team, I just want to have a couple quick notes on him. If I were the Bears personally, I'm probably keeping him. But for the sake of this, I wanted to entertain a trade. But now, I probably would. Go ahead. Yeah, to speak on that real quick, to cut you, sorry to cut you off, but that's why I didn't. I was going to do Robert Quinn because he was kind of like a trade candidate in the offseason. But think about it again. I just don't see the Bears being sellers of the deadline despite what everyone thinks and knows honestly that they aren't that good and they should be like they just hired a new head coach this all season um they're trying to support their developing second year quarterback it's just not it's just not the direction that they're trying to go in the the, the rebuild like they're they're selling at the deadline should have happened two years ago so like it just it wouldn't I don't see it happening organizationally. That's why I didn't want to deal Robert Quinn. Yeah, I mean why for me with Smith, I mean he's he's only twenty five and in theory if the Bears are like, you know, it probably will take them like what, two years at least to get good. He'll still only be twenty seven. That's well in his prime still. It's not like he's like thirty or above. He's still gonna be in his prime when this team is they could be good. So that's why I would keep him. In terms of the money, though, they have the twelfth most cap space right now, but they're projected to be first in twenty twenty three by like a wide margin, like almost double second place. Like it's crazy. They should have a lot of money, like Justin Fields' rookie deal, uh, still. So I think he's someone you can pay, and I, you know, he's. I've read this year because I obviously have, haven't watched Roquan Smith play every play, but. I've read there's been some inconsistencies, but overall he's proven enough over his first uh however many years it's been. This is probably fourth year, I think, four fourth years in the league. Yeah. Uh where he's I think he's worth it to be a, a cornerstone of, of a of a defense. So I would personally keep him. But 
we're just going to I'm just going to do one team. So um Chargers. Who is it? Let me see. Give me one second. Uh, Tom Telesco. Should I do it or should I have to do it? I think we should have. Well, you can do at least one more, but we'll have Shreff do it just for the sake of time because if you do, Mr. Telesco is going to take forever. Um, So, Shreff, you are the uh, Tom Telesco. And I'm Ryan Poles. Hello, Tom. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going great. How are you? I'm doing peachy. so I have Ro, uh, Roquan Smith here um, looking to, you know, entertain some offers here. Uh, would you be interested in him? Uh, I mean, he's a great player. I would, I would certainly love to hear what you're, you know, what you have in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just speaking numbers here, Tom. Don't take offense to these numbers, but you guys are the 23rd ranked rush defense and let up 125 yards per game. And you're the 26 scoring defense at 25.3 points per game. I think you may need a little bit help in the middle of your defense. I hope I'm not out of line by saying that. You got a great team, of course, amazing quarterback, uh, a promising offensive line, good weapons. I, I was complimenting your 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 um, your office earlier oh, thanks, uh, while we were not on the phone about how Austin Eckler is one of the best values at running back position in the NFL right now. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, maybe a piece to putting it all together and making a, a, a deep run in the playoffs this year could be Roquan Smith. Um, so my offer to you is your 2023 second round pick and your 2024 third round pick for Mr. Smith. Hmm. Like where your head's at. Like where your head's at a lot. I think Roquan would provide a ton of value, ton of value, whole whole lot of value. Um, you are you're certainly not off base in saying that our defense uh, it did to to put it lightly. Uh, you know we've struggled. You know we've struggled a little bit. Um, we felt going into this year like we had the pieces that we needed, and so far it, you know certain things that ha- haven't haven't quite fallen right and. Uh, I think it's definitely fair to say that we could that we could use some help in the middle. Um, so, with that being said, I uh, second and a third for that for that level of player and at his age, I I think I I think I like what you're saying. I think I'll take that deal. I'll take that deal. All right, I love it. I will send over the paperwork. Pleasure doing business with you once again. I know we we uh, worked out that Khalil Mack trade earlier uh, this year, mm-hmm. so I'm glad uh, we can keep this rapport going. And uh, hey, if you have anything else in mind, my phone's always open and uh, glad to catch up with you. Thanks, man. No, yeah, I'm all good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go drink my, my glass of warm milk before bed and I'll, uh, you know, hopefully talk to you at some point. Sounds great, man. Have a good night. Perfect. <laughs> Bye, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was a, that was more of a love story compared to yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Pepper yeah, and Gutekunst. They were ready yeah, to kill each other. <laughs> um cool uh, i guess it's back to me again yeah um my next one uh jack i'll give you this one do you want to be oh, god do you want to be mr george Patton uh, of the denver broncos yeah i think jack if i'm not I mistaken have, no no i remember i remember i remember, you remember. 
Oh, he has a voice. <laughs> oh, Trev, this one is this one is absolutely ridiculous. Right, well, you, I remember yeah. it too. This one is so All right. bad. All right, I'm I, All right, I, I vaguely remember it. I'll see how off base I am. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll we'll rewind the we'll look back at the other episode after this. But go ahead. Oh, if, if, if we're thinking of the same voice, then it's going to be hilarious. I, I keep, okay. All right. All right. All right uh, go ahead. Wait, which player is this? Uh, this is going to be Mr. Cam Akers. So I am. Um, am okay. I Les Snead? Then is that who I am? My Les. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Les Snead buys the phone to Mr. George Patton. Does he pick up? Hello, hello, Mr. Patton. Are you there? Hey, Les. <laughs> this is not who I was thinking of. <laughs> this is correct. Okay. All right. All right keep going. Are, are you thinking of uh, the when I was like very timid and weird? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a different GM. I don't remember which GM, but that's a different one. This one is he's gruff. <laughs> okay. okay. Got it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Mr. Patton, how are you doing tonight? And are you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not doing too bad. Um, there's a certain player I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, it's a running back that we have on our squad. Um, before I offer you the deal um, for uh, with Mr. Cam Akers, I, you know, I just want to kind of explain where where my head's at and just kind of let you know why why I feel like we would be good partners in this trade. Um, so, I mean, it's certainly no uh, it's certainly no secret to say that your offense has a you know it, it struggled a little bit. Um, you know. Um, the QB so far, uh, while he is a, a, a big name, has certainly underperformed a little bit. Um, Tell sure me. You, yeah, I you know I figured you'd agree with me on that one. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a huge part of the reason why why I'd say that this offense is struggling so much is uh, you know there's there's certainly been a bit of a lack of a you know of a running identity. Um, you had you know Javante Williams, who you know he's, he's an awesome back, but obviously done for the year. Uh, by the way, thoughts and prayers to him. I hope I hope the recovery is going well so far. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, and you know, uh, you have Melvin Gordon, um, who you know, he and Javante were kind of that two-headed monster for a little bit. So I, well, that's yeah. You know, I you know I figured with Javante out that maybe that you know maybe your head coach would give him the ball a little bit more. But last night, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he only had three carries, I believe, and they were all in the first quarter. You know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what your coach is thinking. And, you know, I, I don't mean to throw your coach under the bus, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw him, I'm going to throw him under the bus pretty hard here. You know, he's given, he was given Melvin Gordon snaps over Javante, but now all of a sudden they have Latavius Murray. And I, I guess Latavius Murray is that much better than Melvin Gordon, where he's getting all the snaps now. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me, Mr. Patton. That, that's really all I can say to you. Um, But with that being said, uh, I mean, at this point, if you have Latavius Murray handling a lot of your carries, I feel like you guys would maybe be, you know, willing to entertain the idea of maybe bringing in a new, a, a, a fresh face, a fresh face to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe help jumpstart this offense a little bit. Who knows? Uh, and that's where Mr. Cam Akers comes into play. Obviously, uh, certainly hasn't been too productive this year, um, coming off of that injury still, uh, you know, certainly lost his way a bit, but more we have thought about it, it, it you know, to us, it feels like it's more of a just a not really a fit on our team. I'm st- still a very down, still a very talented player, um, still very young. So we figured that we would, uh, you know, send a trade offer to you. So we would give you Mr. Acres, and it, not not much of a price. We we would give him to you for a fifth round selection in next year's draft. 
You make some uh, compelling points there, uh, Mr. Sneed. I, uh, you know, our run game doesn't have it uh, as of right now. Uh, personally, I don't know if this is really the GM's opinion, but I'm the GM, so personally, I think more to blame is on 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 this uh, on this quarterback we traded for, and we we gave we gave a what a quarter of a billion dollars to play a little better. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money. Uh, I digress. Uh, value wise, is not a bad offer, uh, but. You know, personally, I like this Latin Murray kid, uh, and uh, also this uh, this Boone guy. Yeah, you know, I I think that uh, running backs are kind of replaceable nowadays, and uh, I'm just not into it. I'm sorry, man. It, it, it's more than okay, sir. And I I know, like you said, you have you know you have the kid Latavius, the you know the 32 year old Latavius Murray on your roster, kid. so. Yeah, so it's all good. I completely understand. You know, Cam, Cam certainly hasn't uh, quite been the most you know attractive guy in terms of on-field play. So I understand. We're going to keep looking around, but uh, thank you for your time, nonetheless, sir. No problem. I mean, it's just a a twenty-four-year-old back who's already suffered a pretty damaging knee injury is not not too appealing. No, no, I I completely understand. Uh, I hope uh, you know. I hope, uh, I hope the Danger Witch is good later tonight. So, aren't you the guy that had that shirt that said "Beep those picks"? Uh, the, you know that that was exactly me. But you know we've turned a corner. Our our team, um, the team isn't quite doing what we were hoping they would do this year. So you know we're trying to trying to hopefully right some wrongs. That's that's all. All right. Well, I like the awareness. I'll uh, I'll catch you, Sneed. Yep. <laughs> Have a nice night, Mister Patton. Oh my gosh! That was the, that. I, I literally have to mute my mic when you guys are talking because I can't that was even. Pretty mild. That one was pretty well. Now I, mean, I was no. still cracking up though. I want to go back and hear whoever this other GM is that has like the timid voice because I because I can only imagine. What that say it was the Dolphins? Traffic, <laughs> I don't I know. I literally couldn't get through whatever we were talking. It was it was <laughs> bad. I, I feel like I I feel like I heard it, but I don't know if I remember what it was. I'm gonna have to go. We got We got to go back into the archives. Was it was this was it last year? Like, did we do a mock trade thing, Jack? Or I want to say it was April of twenty twenty one. But why for like draft stuff? Like, what were we discussing? I, I don't know. Okay, All right, don't we'll, know. Have to fi- we'll have to find that one. Um, how many more of these do we have left? I just got one. Okay, I have my like fake one, so I can kind of run through that one quick. We don't have to do like a, a full conversation on it. <laughs> okay. All right, um, Jack, you can bring your last one up. Uh, so I picked this one because I'm trying to identify teams that realistically would be sellers. You know, like, it's not just, like, bad teams that are going to trade because, as I said about the Bears, like, they're bad, but they're not, like, organizationally, they ideally wouldn't want to trade. Uh their pieces if they're trying to rebuild. So the two teams identified that you could aren't are pretty obviously in a rebuild are the Panthers 
and the Texans. And from the Texans, I bet you can guess who I'm going to go with. I'm going to uh, offer up Brandon Cooks. Oh, wait a minute. I got one here. So we can kind of combine there. Who, who, sorry, I'm curious. Who are you trying to trade Brandon Cooks to? The Ravens. Okay. Because I, my third one was I wanted to be Gutekunst trying to trade for Brandon Cooks. Mm. How about this? How about I, I, I play Gutekunst again and Shref's the Ravens. And uh, we have, we, we do a little bidding war. We'll duke it out. Yeah. Okay. Mitchell, you take your mic out? I did, yes. Okay, that's fine. Is it sound uh, okay? Okay. Yeah, good. it's fine. Yeah, just my phone is going to die, and I can't have my headphones in at the same time. So. Okay. Um, who am I calling first? Ravens GM. Me, me, me. What's up we have you? a name. I actually don't know who. Who am I? Hold on, one second. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll dial the phone. Eric DaCosta. Ah. All right. And I don't know who I don't know who the Texas GM is. Can we just call him like Mikey Tex? Yeah, sure. Mikey Tex. Yeah, it's yeah, Nick, Nick Cassero. Cassero. All right. Kind of like the other one. How about what's well? We're, we're calling him Mikey Tex. All right, I'll be Mikey Tex. So wait, who? Eric? Eric is the GM I'm of the Eric. of the Ravens. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm Eric. Ring, ring, ring. This is Eric's cell phone. Eric, pick up the phone. Oh, uh, uh, hello? <laughs> Eric, it's Mikey Tex! <laughs> my boy, my boy Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm just chilling in Tex. I'm Mikey Tex! <laughs> how you doing, bro? What, what you got for me, big dog? Um... Uh, so I uh, know your 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 main receiver, uh, Rashadi Bates. He's been uh he's he's been absent past couple weeks, and uh, I, I, he's got some kind of injury, maybe a foot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So you're only a legit wide receiver. You got going. I, I've noticed is is a uh, freaky Devin Duvernay down. He from he's from Tex, and um, maybe Demarcus Robinson. But I uh, I think you. Uh, you could use a a a a a a proven wide receiver for Lamar Jackson. You know he uh, he can throw the ball when when necessary. I believe in I be I believe in Lamar and uh, yeah he uh, he could use another weapon. You guys have had an issue blowing these leads. Uh, it's it's been an issue, and uh, you know your boy Mikey Tex could fix that. Yeah, I hope. Uh, what you got for me, Mikey? Mikey Tex wants to send you Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah. How about hey, that? Um, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Brandy Cooks for a uh, uh, a second round pick. Mm. You traded away receiver. Uh, <laughs> you got a first back, I believe, right? Mm. For Marquise, for Marquise mm. Brownie Browns, and. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty fair value for Brandy Cooks. And um, what do you think? I think the way you're thinking, I got to be honest. I need our independent arbitrator to mute himself. He's uh, there's some there's some some background noise. Oh, there we go. Now we're having, right. a, nice, we're having a nice little conversation here. Yeah. Um, just just man to man, Mikey Mikey yeah. text to Eric DeCosts. 
Mikey Tex. Uh, yeah, Mike. Uh, Mikey, sorry. I, I I know you too well to call you Mike. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I do like Brandon Cooks a lot. Um, I know you guys have kind of committed to the you know the full rebuild here, which I which I can always respect. Um, and you know, uh, Rashad has been good when he's healthy, but you know he's he's been down the last couple games here. Uh, we obviously have Mark Andrews, but you know we can't realistically expect to to throw him the ball every single time that we decide to throw it. Uh, it would probably it would certainly be be helpful to have you know someone else that can kind of help spread the field a little bit more for us. Uh, second round pick is you know it's um maybe a little high for my liking. So now for me the question becomes. I think we're here to win now, and right now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think the answer is yes. You know, we have Lamar. I mean, coming into this year, we we felt good. We, we've we been blowing a lot, you know, we've been blowing a lot of leads, a lot of leads, and we, we got to work on that. But, you know, um, the division that we're playing in seems a little up and down right now. We have teams that are winning some games, and they're coming right back and losing some games. So it seems like right now this division, it feels pretty wide open for us. So, you know. Second round pick, a little high, but I trust Brandon. I think he's going to come and be good. I'm going to, I'm going to accept your deal. All right, Mikey Tex is Mikey happy. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> uh, here, Mikey Tex. Good doing business with you, uh, Mr. DeCosts, and I, uh, I gotta go because I, uh, my other line is 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 uh, I got another someone on the other line, and I I think oh. they they might want the player I just gave up, so uh, it'll be an interesting conversation. So uh, all right, I'll catch you later, Eric DeCast. It's uh, Mikey yep. Tex out. Yep, I'll catch you on the flip. Ring ring oh. ring ring. Hey yo, it's Mikey Tex. Mikey Tex, what's up? I mean, I'm Mikey Tex. Uh, Brian, what's up? Mike. Mikey. I don't deal I Mike Mike. I don't deal I don't deal much. I don't deal much with this with 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 your uh with your BS, but I gotta be honest. I love, love, love Brandon Cooks. I really want him. I really want him. I really want him. Mikey Tex is uh I'm not opposed to giving him up. You know I yeah, but keep it between me and you. But I, uh, I just traded him up to uh, up to Baltimore. But hey, I didn't sign no paperwork yet. So uh, lay it on me. What do you got from Mikey Tex? So yeah, I usually, I usually, usually don't like uh, trading or acquiring in any fashion wide receivers. But I love Brandon Cooks. Uh, so I'm willing to give you a 2023 second round pick, our own, and a conditional fourth round pick if he hits certain statistical uh parameters mikey text mikey likes um you know i uh i had a feeling that you may have been eavesdropping on my previous call and one up that deal we just made so uh, I mean, naturally, I I gotta accept because it's it's more value, and uh, sure, I'll accept I'll accept that deal. I'm gonna gonna you know, Mister Dacas is gonna be a little unhappy, but hey, it's a war out here. Thanks, send it over. 
I'm still whoa, on the whoa, room. three-way call, whoa. Um, I just happened. Uh, you know, all's fair in love and war, right? Is that hey, the Eric, saying? I don't know. I'm just Mikey Tex here. Eric, get out of here. The only three-way I want is between Brandon Cooks and my wife and me. <laughs> bah. bah, humbug. Get me out of here. <laughs> Mikey Tex. <laughs> okay, and scene. There we go. Yeah, so uh, Mikey like Tex seems text like a, a real, real shady guy, similar to the Texans organization. So, yeah, uh, I think he's involved in a lot more than the NFL. I think he's all over the place doing stuff. He's running a pyramid scheme, of some yeah, sort. One hundred percent is. <laughs> of all the owners that that Dan Snyder got dirt on, his Mikey Texas file is just like equates to the entire rest of the owners, or I guess the yeah. GM front offices. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Wait, what's Mikey Tex's real name? Nick Casario, I think. Um. Yeah. Nick Cas Casario. I think it's like Cesario or something like that. I think it's Cesario. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, Mikey Tex. Okay. Wow. All right. That was a doozy. Um. It's time. For sports book donation of the week, let me remind you how we did last week. Um, I was two and one. I picked the Rams to cover ten and a half against the Panthers. They did so. Dealers to cover eight and a half. Uh, they give, getting eight and a half, and they won outright against the Bucks, as we discussed. And I had the Dallas Philly under forty two and a half, and it went to forty three. Just missed out there. Went two and one. Shreff. Giants uh, getting five points against the Ravens, and they won outright. Patriots getting three points, and they won outright. And he also had the Jets, Packers over 46 and a half, and that did not cover. Uh, he was two and one on the week. Jack, Chargers minus five and a half. They only won by three in overtime to the Broncos. Uh, Commanders on Thursday Night Football, they were getting one, and they won outright. And he also had the Buffalo, Kansas City over 54, and that did not hit. So Jack was one and two. The standings currently are Jack in third at six and nine, Streff in second at seven and eight, and myself in first at ten and five. I guess I'm ready to start. I have first selection because I am currently still in first. My um my first selection is one that I really like. It's going to be the Bucks to cover ten and a half. Do they have ten and a half on FanDuel? Uh, I think so. Yep, FanDuel yeah. ten and a half. Got it. So yeah, Bucks minus ten and a half. Um, same reasoning why I picked the Rams last week. It's the system play of over the last ten years. Teams that are favored by double digits, coming off of two consecutive against the spread losses in the past ten seasons, are forty eight. 28 and 2. I really like that. It's a very, very, very strong record, and it's a large sample size over 10 years. It's happened the past two weeks. Uh, Buffalo minus 14 covered against the Steelers after they dropped two against the spread. And then last week, the Rams, they dropped two previously uh, against the spread, and they won by 14 last week. So it's a strong system that I really like. And, um, I'm just going to roll with it. I think that the public may be soured by the Bucks' really bad performance against the Steelers and kind of stay away from that and think 10.5 is too many points. Um, 
But like I said, I mean, if the Bucks can't get right here, then they're they're really doomed. So I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to blow them out. Also, I don't know if you guys saw PJ Walker apparently threw for negative one air yards on Sunday. I think he had 60 yards right. total. So okay. that's really bad. And honestly, I think the Buck could shut him out. I think I think it could be like a 23 to nothing game. Like I this, this Panthers offense is so bad. They're really only Christian McCaffrey oriented and the Bucks have the best run defense in the NFL. So it's going to be brutal and um yeah, I I like Bucks minus 10 and a half. I know it's a lot. It's the biggest spread of the weekend, but I like my I'm I'm validated by that system in there. So give me Bucks minus 10 and a half. I like it. I like it too. Uh, Shrefs up. Yep. Um, two that I really like. I'm debating which one I want to go with first. I'm going to go with... I'm going to take the Jets plus one and a half at Denver for my first lock. Um, I'm going to ride I'm gonna ride with the Jets. It seems like they're starting to find their groove on offense, led by the rushing attack. Um, obviously, this Denver defense has been, I mean bright spot with the Broncos amidst a bunch of other bad things that are going on. Um, For me, that's plus one and a half. This is basically a pick I think the Jets defense uh, has been uh, a pretty pleasant surprise these last few weeks as well. Uh, Sauce Gardner's looking like exactly what we thought he was going to look like. Uh, Keenan Williams is playing at an all-pro level. Um, I think the Jets defense is going to come out and do exactly what every other defense has done to this Broncos offense. And even though this Broncos defense is certainly good, I think the Jets are still going to be able to still going to be able to run the ball pretty efficiently. Brees has been very good so far. Um, so yeah, like I said, this is basically a pick 'em. So I think the Jets are going to win this game. So therefore, I'll take them plus one and a half. That's fair. There you go, um, Jack. Your first and second selection. I think there's a uh, there's a very obvious one that you guys didn't select. Take it, and it's so obvious that like I don't want to pick it. I think I know which one it is, so I'll see if you do it or not. Because I have it listed, I just didn't pick it. Um. I'm just gonna do it because I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. That's, always a, that's a great reason to pick one. Um, well, the only pick I got right last week is one I really went on a limb on, so that's how I should just be, have my mentality going forward. Um, why someone explain why the Giants are underdogs against the Jaguars? Or last week as well. That's why. That's why I did it. Like I said, I was. It was a. It was a mental health bet for me it was either they cover or they don't and i'm i can say that they're bad so it was good i don't i don't know like why at all they're five and one i mean they defense looks great saquon looks great they're winning games the jaguars are kind of all over the place i know the jaguars are home but like i mean i don't know yeah, I'll t- I'm gonna take the Giants plus three because even if the Jaguars win by a field goal, it's a push. So like, I, I'm comfortable with that. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the the line should be flipped. Giants minus three, in my opinion, it should be six points. Yeah, a six point swing. 
Right, maybe even more, honestly, like three and a half. But Giants plus three, I guess I'll go with. Okay. And my second pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons plus six and a half. I mean, they're the only team that's covered every game. They're undefeated against the spread this year, so why not keep picking them? And I feel like it's a little disrespectful. They're three and three. They're kind of uh, they're in the mix for the AFC South. They're uh, tied for the first with the Bucks, the AFC South, NFC South. Um, Bengals look shaky at times throughout the season. Could continue on Sunday. I know the Bengals are home, but still, I don't know. Falcons just kind of go go into games and just like mess stuff up, like not them. I mean, sure they make mistakes, but I mean, it doesn't mean like mess up the other team. They're just like weird. That that makes sense. So I, I don't know. Was it six and a half you said? Six and a half. Okay. Two underdogs. Not something I usually do. There you go. Treff. Uh this next one is going to be um I'm gonna this is gonna be a delayed gratification one if it hits because I'll be waiting all the way until I believe Monday night for this one. Um, that is correct. I'll be waiting until Monday night for this one. So I, for my second one, am going to take the Patriots minus seven and a half against the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the hot hand. I did it with Dallas. I think two weeks straight. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with New England now. Um, home game for them, which is always good for New England. Uh, no, I don't think there's been an official update on Mac Jones, but I would assume he's still out for another week. Um, so I hope he is. I hope that Zappy's happy been making me real happy, as I said before. Um, I'm gonna ride it again. Their run game has is alive. They both sides in the trenches. They've been dominating running game. Defense has been there. Um, Bears simply don't look very good. It's about all I can say about them on the road in New England prime time. I think they're gonna struggle. Uh, I think this game probably does end up being low scoring. But even if it is low scoring, I still think the Pats pull it out by at least a touchdown, uh, more than a touchdown. So Patriots minus seven and a half is my second pick. There you go. Probably the Bears on primetime back-to-back weeks. I'll tell you. All right. Here's my second one. Jaguars minus three. Everything in my gut is telling me that, similar to Jack, this makes no sense whatsoever. I completely agree. Giants should be anywhere from three to five point favorites, in my opinion. Um, but just the fact that it's so weird and so wrong, I, I, have no, I have no other justification other than that. But I just, like, there's just no way that, like, this has to be, like, everyone's going to think this is a mistake. And I just... I, I don't think I, I my there's no reasoning why I think it should be the opposite. I think it should be heavily the opposite. But it's just something about that is just is such a trap. And that's my rationale here. I don't expect this to be right. I don't think it's going to be right. But there's just something in me telling me that, like, they're going to they're going to trap everyone because there's, there's no reason why it should be like this. The line shifted in the opposite direction. You'd think it's opened at Giants plus one. Now it's Giants plus three. Yeah, I just I, it literally doesn't make any sense. So that's why that's why it's gonna hit. 
Mm. And I, I don't, I don't, it feels wrong to do it, but I don't know. I just, I'm going to, because it just, it's, it feels so fishy to me. So that's why I'm doing it. Um, my spread, uh, total pick for my last selection is going to be the Kansas city, San Francisco under 48 and a half. Uh, reasoning for this one is vibes. And also if you bet the under in every single game this year in the NFL, you'd be up 15 units. So those are my two justifications there. What was the game? Kansas City and San Francisco under 48 and a half. Is that what you guys have the total at? Uh, let me see. I would say you're probably. Yes. Right. Okay. So, yes, that's what I'm doing. I like that. I, um, someone, one of my friends sent, a st- sent something, and apparently, I think apparently scoring is down by like 20% or something like that so far this year, based like compared to last year. So, just like, I don't know if it's defenses, bad offenses, of both, but I, I like that pick. Um, I am going to take an under as well, and I'm kind of going to be piggybacking on one of Mitchell's picks. I am going to take the Bucks Panthers under at 40 and a half. Um, Mitchell, like you said, I think the most logical outcome of this game is going to be Buccaneers scoring some points and the Panthers scoring very minimal points. Um, it, I mean. I could be jinxing it by saying it, but I just I don't see any logical way that this game is high scoring. If it is high scoring, it's going to be the Bucks scoring a a good amount of points. I just I don't see a logical way that the Panthers are going to be able to produce any offense. Um, the forty and a half I feel like is kind of high for this game, so I'll take the under and we're gonna we're gonna ride it. So that's my that's my last pick. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I'm going to go with an over. Shockers. I'm going to double up on my games. I'm going to go the over Falcons and Bengals. Because vibes. What I is it? It's 47 and a half. Just think uh, it's going to get crazy. I said the Falcons get in there and just mess stuff up and they just... uh. I don't know. If they're down, they'll come back, make it interesting. I can see a lot of points being scored late. Jamar Chase picked it up last week. Um, can continue. Powell Pitt scored a touchdown, his second in his career. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just vibes. They're frisky. They are frisky, that's for sure. All right, just to recap. Uh, I picked Bucks minus ten and a half, Jaguars minus three, gross, and Chiefs 49ers under 48 and a half. Shreff did the Jets plus one and a half, Patriots minus seven and a half, and the Bucks Panthers under 40 and a half. Jack did Giants plus three, Falcons plus six and a half, and the Falcons Bengals over 47 and a half. There you have it, folks. Um, Tell us or fade us at your own risk, and we'll see how we do for week seven. Um, all right, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. I'm still recovering from that Howie Roseman debacle, um, so I can't wait to listen to that back. Um, and I also am curious to find out for that one who that one voice was we did in the 
uh, episode or two ago. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Anything, any closing uh, statements here at the end here? Mm-mm. Go Padres. <laughs> well, then go Phils, I guess, now that I have to say that. Thanks, Jack. Go Chargers. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week with another episode. See you. Lots of prayers. Matt Stairs, County Fairs, Grizzly Bears, Kevin Ware, and Armpit Hair. Ooh, stinky.